0: Hello everyone, we have officially made it to summer and Convention of States has officially launched some new clothing items in our store. So head on over to our website if you are interested in checking out some of the new gear. In today's podcast episode, we will be covering China, planning to build a military base off the coast of Florida, We will discuss the BlackRock employee who admitted to an undercover journalist that it doesn't matter who wins, it matters who has the money. We will highlight DeSantis suing the Biden administration. And we will discuss the World Health Organization quietly racing to complete that global pandemic treaty. All that coming up today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Liberty Update.
1: The Chinese Communist Party is reportedly planning a military base in partnership with Cuba a mere 100 miles off the coast of Florida. Moreover, the White House recently declassified information that China has had an intelligence collection facility in Cuba since at least 2019. These reports come amidst ongoing concerns about China's growing surveillance capabilities. Multiple U.S. officials have warned that a new Chinese base in Cuba could result in China housing troops permanently on the island, and, quote, broaden its intelligence gathering, including electronic eavesdropping, against the U.S., end quote. According to at least one official, the base is part of the CCP's Project 141, a military initiative to spread China's influence globally. Other Project 141 bases are, or will soon be housed in Cambodia, United Arab Emirates, and Africa, and include intelligence gathering capabilities. A military base near Florida would be China's first in the Western Hemisphere. When confronted with reports of a Chinese-Cuban military base, the White House initially dismissed the rumors as inaccurate. This report is not accurate, insisted John Kirby, spokesman for the National Security Council. We remain confident that we are able to meet all our security commitments at home and in the region. Two days later, however, the White House seemed to backtrack admitting that it was well aware of a previously undisclosed Chinese spy base in operation since at least 2019. In apparent contradiction to Kirby's previous statement, the White House revealed that Chinese intelligence activity based in Cuba was quote, well documented in the intelligence record. The Biden administration's irresolute response to growing Chinese aggression was met with general backlash, especially after this year's Chinese spy balloon scare The American people were already on edge about CCP surveillance, and news of Chinese troops a mere 100 miles from the Florida coastline certainly did not help. Ultimately, the federal government's willingness to wager our future to the Chinese Communist Party speaks volumes about their blatant disregard for everyday Americans. As the political class in DC plays patty-cake with Xi Jinping, we the people are calling for radical changes to our corrupt federal government. To learn more about this story, go to the conventionofstates.com blog today.
0: In case you missed it this week, James O'Keefe's new media group revealed in an undercover investigation that it's easy and cheap to buy off our politicians. The global asset management firm BlackRock has long been known for its dark influence on politics and culture, Well, BlackRock recruiter Serge Varley admitted to a disguised journalist that once you make enough money by investing in a multitude of areas, you can, quote, start to buy people. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. It doesn't matter who wins, they're in my pocket at this point, end quote. The BlackRock employee revealed that his company does not want to be in the limelight because it's easier to get away with things when the public isn't thinking about it. Unfortunately for BlackRock, and fortunately for the American people, their name is now front and center in the media. Listen to what this BlackRock employee admitted to the undercover journalist.
1: The hedge funds, the banks. These guys campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. But obviously, we have the system in place. First, there's the senators, so and these guys. Are f- you got ten grand, you can buy a senator. Yeah. I can give you five hundred k right now. No questions asked. Yeah. i did going do what to be done.
0: Does like everybody do that? Does Blackrock do that?
1: it doesn't matter who wins. They're still They're my are in my
0: James O'Keefe's undercover operation has revealed the completely rotted system of government, overlapping with the wealthiest people in the world, which means our politics are completely bought and paid for. As so openly admitted, money corrupts, and the wealthy powers that loom behind mainstream politics have eroded our system of governance to something that is not for or by the American people. So when money is so evidently controlling government insiders, elections don't do much anymore for the American people. James O'Keefe is a strong Convention of States endorser. He has backed the Article 5 movement to bring accountability to our federal government and the deep state politicians that are destroying it by making financial deals with companies like BlackRock.
1: For our next story today, we have some good news coming out of Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis announced on Thursday that he has filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration and US Department of Education challenging a federal law that requires colleges and universities to submit to private accreditors to qualify for federal funding. According to AP News, under federal law, the private accrediting agencies decide which universities and colleges are eligible for approximately $112 billion and federal funding. In order to receive this money, schools must follow accreditation standards. But DeSantis fired back and said he refuses to, quote, bow to unaccountable accreditors who think they should run Florida's public universities.
2: We reject that. And so today we're gonna to do something about it. It's not just that that doesn't make sense to have these accreditation agencies have so much power. Uh, we believe it violates uh, the law and the federal constitution to allow them to exercise such power. So the attorney general and I today are filing a lawsuit against the Biden administration, against the Department of Education, Secretary Cardona and other plaintiffs. uh, And we're asking the court to find this arrangement to be unconstitutional. And it's, it's unconstitutional in a couple ways. First, you cannot take legislative power and delegate it to an unaccountable private body and let them uh, administer that power without any type of checks and balances. And so we believe it violates what's called the, the private non-delegation doctrine, and, and we think that, that we're going to be right on it because, I mean, there's over $100 billion in student aid every year that hinges on the decisions of these accreditation agencies.
1: This is a small but important example of how the states can stand up to the federal government. As a Convention of States endorser, Ron DeSantis knows that Washington, D.C. will never give up an ounce of its power. If we're going to change politics as usual in Washington, the states are going to have to stand up, and the Sunshine State has set a great example of doing just that.
0: Well, this is just your reminder that the World Health Organization is still racing, quietly, to complete the Global Pandemic Treaty by next spring. Americans last week were focused on Biden family corruption, the Trump indictment, and woke corporate America, while unfamiliar faces were busy pushing America closer to this binding pandemic treaty in Geneva, Switzerland. Members of the World Health Organization met from June 12th to June 16th for the fifth meeting and drafting session. As the largest backer of the WHO, the United States was surely represented during this meeting, but the question is, by who? Biden was, of course, busy at his home in Delaware, so who is tying We the People into a plan that forfeits our freedoms and sovereignty to a foreign group headed by the United Nations? America's representation at the meeting remains unclear, but our government support for the binding pandemic accord has been repeatedly affirmed. In a live streamed recap of the week's discussions, the co-chair of the body working on this draft said that it was a very productive week. Quote, we had very fruitful discussions. We are working very hard collectively, getting there just to make the world safer and fairer, so to say, in that respect, and to be better prepared for new pandemics, end quote. The co-chair said that the rigorous process is not always easy because it's sometimes political. The group has been meeting consistently this year to discuss, draft, and modify this global agreement. But what hasn't changed in the latest draft is reserving all authority for calling future pandemics solely to the World Health Organization's director general. When it comes to the spread and deterrence of pandemics, the treaty is still putting the blame onto individual communities and citizens as well. The draft says that countries should empower and ensure communities' ownership of all pandemic responses. As Michael Ferris recently warned, Biden intends to advance this treaty as an executive agreement. He intends to bypass the Senate's approval, which is something that we can deal with at an Article 5 convention, but the states must first come together and reject this global attack on our sovereignty.
1: That's all the news for today. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Liberty Update. Remember to go to the Convention of States blog to read more about these stories and stay up to date on all that is happening in America. From an article five perspective thank you guys so much for all you do for liberty and convention of states hope you guys have a blessed weekend and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode of the liberty update